Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Everybody, welcome to Boa. I am Mike, and, and I'm that r- is Rusty. rusty. Uh, welcome to uh, That Ain't Right Friday. Uh, a little shorter version, a little different than uh, what we normally do. Yep. Uh, so, a couple things here. Actually, three things. Three things. We three have things. <laughs> three couples of things. We have uh, an email that came through uh, just yesterday. And then I have... Uh, Is it a, all right if I read it? A fo- yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a phone message that came through um, uh, the other day. And so I want to play it. So let's start with the uh, email. Who, who's okay. it from? Number uh, one. So we've got... Oh, I thought I said 420. Okay, so it's Trey <laughs> Trey 4022. Uh, I'll leave everything. Thanks leave for the email, Trey Trey. But uh, Trey Trey is the username here. Okay, so Trey Trey says... Barely anyone wants to talk about the potential negative quality when it comes to recent projects in Western media, despite modern Hollywood proving frequently how incompetent they are. (laughs) Modern Hollywood is incompetent. I agree with that because of, uh, and and doing all these podcasts, it's given me like an intimate intimate view in all of this. Mm -hmm. Like as a child, I had this sensationalized view of what it would be to be a voice actor or what it would be to be an animation director or what it would be to be an artist in one of these shows. And it's not as glamorous as you think it is. Once you talk to these people who have worked in these industries, it's not... It's really not that glamorous. You got people that are struggling who have put out some of your favorite shows. So if you ever see one of your favorite creators or anything like that, somebody that you've enjoyed and they're asking for a little support or, hey, you know, buy an autograph or, hey, you know, do it. You know, help Mm -hmm. them out. If you enjoy their art that much, help them out. You know, if you you can, if not, then uh, whatever. All right. King of the Hill already got in. Furiatingly lazy and flanderized in the new seasons. So, what positives are there to come out of an obvious cash grab desperation to jump back into a well that's spent? I guess he's talking about the ones that came after the actual end of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's talking about the later, yeah. the later, the later seasons, uh, especially one that takes place in a red state. Hmm. That's why I want to throw out the worst case scenario assumptions for the King of the Hill revival 
if it goes through. That's what so we're here for is worst case scenario. He's given us six of his worst case scenarios. Okay. This is good. his six. And uh, before I even read them, <laughs> uh, Mike Judge mm-hmm. is attached to these shows. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen the new Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. you should go watch it. And that should give you an idea of what yeah. this continuation. Yeah. Sure. It's not a reboot. As everybody says, no. reboot, reboot, reboot. It's no. not a reboot. They have already expressed explicitly that this is a continuation mm-hmm. uh, of the series. So <coughs> in that same vein, Beavis and Butthead, always been problematic, still problematic. If you go watch sure. it, there, you can find a problem with anything that's going on on the show if you want to. Yeah. So I don't think But that, that again is one of those things where you can find a problem with anything. Anything. So I, I think in, in the... In the essence, and 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 you have to you have to think this is a guy who doesn't bend or break, or fold. It's true. This is a guy who has been consistent in the industry with his product, and that is what has made him where he's at is mm-hmm. his consistency with his product. And now he's putting out tons of other products. And if you look at any of those, you could also find problematic issues. So this is not an issue. I think any of these issues that uh, I've read anything on the internet of people, I just don't feel like they're going to be problems. But no, let's go ahead I and agree. run through our buddies here. So he says Luann, Lucky, and Dale are going to be replaced by AI voice machines. Mm. I think if they do that, that it's not know. that big a deal, honestly. That I don't know. That, I've heard a lot be, of it, and some of it's pretty That could be good. a worst-case scenario. I, I don't think that's necessary. I'm going to say that, that Fox Studios or whoever is making this Bandera – uh, they can probably afford better AI models than we can. Their AI models they can afford are probably better AI models than we can afford because yeah. they've they've had uh, they've done voice stuff before well, in movies. And they've think, done they've done that. This isn't the first time that somebody's yeah. passed away. And Toy Story for yes. the Slinky Don Dog Rickles. for the Slinky Dog. Don Rickles also. Uh, and Don Rickles yeah. was the the potato, right? Yeah, yeah. So they've done it for the Slinky Dog, which was Jim Varney. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ernest goes to yep, wherever yep. the hell he goes to next. That guy, uh, <laughs> and Don Rickles for the for, for for most generations uh, that that uh, insult comic. Uh, well, he was an insult comic for for your generation. For my generation, he was the next door neighbor to Dennis the Menace. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, second one, the second one. Yeah, the Walter, one that Walter I remember. Mathau was the well, first Walter one. Mathau was the first yeah. one, but the second sure. one was Don Rickles, or the one that I remember was both Don movies Rickles. Suck, yeah, both yeah, movies sure. suck, but yeah. So uh, here we go. Uh, number two, Khan uh, becomes politically correct, mm. and it becomes a tokenized wet wipe with no bite. Woof. Yeah, we need to move on to the next one. <laughs> that could be an issue, though. Uh, I don't I, think it will I be think with if Mike they, Judge, but I, it I think be. if they get somebody in that does Khan's voice similar to how Toby Huss did it, I don't think he, I, I think the political correctness I don't think is going to be an issue. No. I think the the whole point of these types of shows is to poke fun at whatever's politically correct sure. at that time because they do it in this era. They poke fun at the the, the the remember they're they're driving up to somewhere and it was uh it was it was like some environmental campaign or something on a, mm-hmm. on, a, on a on a on a board and even in the first episode Hank says if you talk about the climate one more time I'm going to kick or if it gets 1 degree hotter I'm going to kick your ass you know so they've <laughs> always boy. talked about whatever the hot button topic was yeah, sure. cuz uh the king of the hill episode where he's talking about the climate going up around that time you've got 
Al Gore and the whole climate machine yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff, him going on about all that stuff at that time. So I don't think political correctness, I think that's the whole point of these shows is the era that they're in, they're going to poke fun at whatever's po- like you you might see a MAGA rally, but I don't think it's going to be called a MAGA rally. No. And, I, and I think it'll be they some other kind of kind of something something well, or another, and, you know. Well, and the other issue is like if you want to if you want a recent example or a semi recent example of being either uh, politically correct or not politically correct. Yeah. I just finished rewatching Silicon Valley. There is nothing politically correct about that show. No, nah, there's not. There's it's not really just funny. Yeah, and and that, again, that's the that's what humor is. Humor pokes fun and Mike at, Judge is at, really good at that too. At, at everyday things. Yeah. Uh, so number three, Hank you're and Peggy also, get divorced. You're also dealing with Greg Daniels. Yeah. Not just Mike Judge. No, you're dealing with Greg Daniels too. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to leave him out. I mean, that is that that's a huge deal. Think about this guy and all the jokes he wrote for the office. Think about it, all the jokes he wrote for Parks and Recreation too. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Uh Hank and Peggy get divorced. They're not getting divorced. That's not gonna happen. I don't think that happens. They're too repressed Trey, to, Trey, to I love understand. anybody else. Yeah, I understand your argument, but I don't think that's gonna happen. He thinks that uh the ratings will be low and in a desperate attempt. I mean, this isn't, this isn't his verbatim. His verbatim is Dale finds out Nancy's affair as a desperate ratings gimmick. I don't think they'll need to do anything desperate for ratings. No. I think when the show first comes out, the ratings are going to be yeah. probably higher than the first episode released when it ever first ever came out. I would imagine. Because the fan base, from what I've seen over the years of using Reddit and social media, it's only grown. There's kids that didn't even grow up watching it. There's there's people that are growing up now that they weren't even alive when the last yeah. season show aired and they're picking this show up now at 10, 11, 12 years old. Ratings to me are not a thing anymore. And yeah. and the reason my I, kids started watching it. Well, and I'm he saying thinks the, it's hilarious. The reason he's, a, I, he's 13, yeah. so it's like The reason I say that is because originally when this thing came out, King of the Hill, you get to watch it once. If you miss it, guess what? You got to wait almost a year for a rerun. Yeah. Right. And so, but now I think they have learned a few lessons as far as streaming content goes. And so they make it and then they wait to see how it proliferates across the internet, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's there forever. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't think they'll have to do anything desperately no, for ratings gimmicks. And Dale finding out about Nancy's affair. Uh, that, I, I, mm. I really don't see that uh, as an all that bad of a thing to go on no, about. Really, I don't think it is either. I don't think they will do it, but I don't think that it, it, it would be, be I just bad. think it's too big of a joke for them to just cash in on it. The, this next one's pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Number five, he reignites Nancy and John Redcorn's relationships because of the excuses of reparations and empowerment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't, wow. I don't think that John Redcorn. taking some big swings. I, I, I think that that, that, that could have been inferred a long time ago I don't think that uh, <laughs> I think Native Americans have been owed reparations for a long wow. time and I think they've been asking for a very long time too so yeah. I don't think that's a newfound 2024 uh, hot topic that uh, a Native American man's taking something from a white man no. uh, is, is that of a tongue in cheek thing anymore no. uh, I think it's still funny I think if John Redcorn was banging Nancy and they did try to make uh, a deal out of it and, and I don't think they would because if they, they would have they already would have there's no inference Ever, that John Redcorn stole the white man's wife. No, there is no ever inference. No, I, and if there is, correct me, please. Yeah, somebody that's yeah. watched the show well, in, the other, in an in-depth way, but I don't think there is anything. The other thing I to think, think about, and the reason this comes up, I'm sure, has a lot to do with what's happened between the end of the series and 
present day. So like the Redskins are no more and things like that. And yeah. so uh, the Cleveland Indians are now the Guardians, which I guess is a spider. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so a lot of that stuff has happened. And so I can understand why he would say that. But I just don't think that um, that this show leans that way. Yeah, I don't think it goes that far. I, yeah. I just don't. Uh, I just don't. It's just too low brow and, mm-hmm. and, and low hanging. I don't think that uh, the the writers are too intelligent mm-hmm. to, for that. I feel like the people that write on yeah. the show are way sure. smarter than than that. There is no there is no joke there really. No. I don't think. Uh, and number six is just. a a profound blasphemy. Boomhauer is booted off the show because he's problematic. Uh, uh, I don't think Boomhauer gets booted off the show for being problematic at all, but I think a funny episode would be an episode uh, where maybe uh, uh, he gets pressed by a lady, like in a cancel way, like they do it in, sure. in, in culture sure. these days. And it ends up him being this innocent, really wholesome character and, and not this, deep womanizer that people I think would, he is. I would like to see Boomhauer in kind of a... Uh, I was the, trying to say that in a really... Well, what uh, I was going to say is... not a really nice way to say that. It's more in like a uh, the graduate type situation, you know, where he's he's this young, innocent guy that gets taken over by this older woman and all that stuff. Yeah, and I know yeah, that's yeah. kind of already happened to him a little bit. But, yeah, for sure. But uh, Boomhauer is too much of comic relief yeah, he's, and small doses to, to say he's going to get booted off. I mean, well, just, I don't think he's a, a pivotal character, and, and it's and, and again, Bill's not really in this scope of things. Bill, yeah. Bill, I can't really say this about. But when you talk about people that know about the show and people that only know about it anecdotally and have only caught an episode or two here, one of the things that sticks out with people about this show the most is I'm talking about his his rabble, mm-hmm. the Boomhauer yeah. rabble, is known. Oh yeah, by people who might not even know the show that well. They're like, oh yeah, the show with the guy that talks fast. They're talking about dangled, dangled. You know, so yeah, I again thank you Trey Trey for sending that email. No, we appreciate the email. Feel free to send as many as you want. You guys. That, that, uh, I will dissect it though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what he intended. Uh, okay, so in that same vein, we have a uh, a voicemail here where somebody called in to our number, uh, which is what the hell is our number? Two five four two seven one four zero zero seven. So they called into the line again. Two five four two seven one four zero zero seven. Call in. Leave us a message. We love it. All right, here we go. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live. And if you <laughs> teach that sex ed class, so help me. Oh, Rusty, Mike, keep up the great work. And if you ever need a guest, I'd love to chat all things King of the Hill and King of the Hill accessories. This is Adam S. All right, Adam S. That's the first time we've heard from this guy. Adam S. Adam S. Okay, like you know if, who that if it, is? No, if you said Adam P, I would know yeah. who it is, but no, I don't know an Adam S. Thank you, Adam. We appreciate it. I felt a little threatened there at the beginning, but then it got a lot better towards the end. Yeah, it was kind of. Please call and leave us messages, man. Any anybody that wants to, please call in. Uh, we will play them on the show. But that was it. There was another one. No, that was it. That okay. was it. The other one was from Artie, and I believe we've already played it. Oh, okay. Um, and by the way, hey Artie. Uh, all right, last hey, thing Artie. Last thing we got here is a Dallas Morning News Arts and Entertainment TV article. Uh, this is super recent. 
the Emmy-winning animated show inspired by life in North Texas could air as soon as 2025, according to reports. So the the title of this article is called King of the Hill Reboot Could See Some Voice Changes. Yeah, voicing changes. Greg Daniels and a crew of writers stoked fans' interest in King of the Hill when a reboot was announced earlier this year and again in February when they stopped by Dallas to collect ideas. I didn't realize that had happened, but that's great. Uh, Daniels, the Emmy Award-winning show's creator and about a dozen writers absorbed thoughts from a room full of Dallas Morning News journalists and filled their textbooks with ideas in a fact-finding meeting. That's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard right? of that, too. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's no secret the show closely reflects North Texas suburban life. Co-creator Mike Judge, a former Richardson resident, has said elements of the show, including the fictional town of Arlen, are derived from North Texas, his former home. A reboot reportedly won't air on Hulu until about 2025, and stakeholders have been mum about details. A spokeswoman for Disney Television Studios, which lists King of the Hill as one of its properties, said Monday that no updates are available yet. Of course, they probably are, but they're just not Yeah. But TV Line, which has been around forever, uh, reported some updates last week, including whether Con Susan News and Phone, Hank Hill's Laotian next-door neighbor, would return. Toby Huss, the voice actor for Khan, has yet to be confirmed for returning, and I think we've heard that that's going to change. Yeah. Uh, Daniels told TV Line that he's not sure whether Khan's coming back, but I think we would most likely replace Toby's voice for Khan. And that, that's something they should do. Uh, he says, uh, like, if we were casting today, we wouldn't have cast him, but we cast it in 1997. Daniel said animated shows, including The Simpsons, have faced increased scrutiny for white actors voicing characters of color. Hank Azaria's Apu from The Simpsons is a high-profile case. And that is definitely one that they've changed. Uh, most animation... Does he not even exist anymore, Apu? I don't think so. I hadn't watched The Simpsons in forever. Though. Yeah, I haven't either. It all kind of started being the same thing. Uh, Daniel said that work was already underway on the reboot before... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed one. Uh, it says most animation casts play multiple roles and Toby Huss initially played Hank's father Cotton Hill and was cast for that and then Khan came up later Daniels told TV Line and most productions especially back then didn't have the budget to hire a special performer for each voice but it's different now that makes sense makes sense yeah Daniel said that work was already underway on the reboot before the duel's writer and actor strikes halted Hollywood earlier this year the writers returned to work after the Writers Guild of America strike was resolved Judge and Daniels will produce the new series under their recently founded animation group, Bandera Entertainment. I don't think it's recent. Uh, original voice actors Kathy Najimy, uh, Stephen Root, Pamela Adlon, and Lauren Tom are on board, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, so that's great. Starting in 97, King of the Hill ran for 13 sevens, blah, 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 blah. Johnny Hardwick passed away a couple episodes before his death. Uh, and then they bring up Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty dying. So, uh, a great little article. Uh, yeah, it and, it, and it did tell me something that I've not heard. I didn't realize that they had stopped in and talked to a bunch of reporters and stuff about what's going on in Texas. So that's that's a really good sign as yeah, far as yeah, I'm yeah, concerned for the sign. writing. Um, but that is it. Um, we covered a Dallas Morning News article. We listened to a, a voice message, which anybody can call in and do that. Uh, and then we read an email uh, that I'm assuming the email. Let's see. Who, where did it go to? Uh it was sent in to info at Rogue Media Network, but we do have a King of the Hill email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that one? B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at gmail.com. And you can send it to that, or you can send it to info at roguemedianetwork.com, or you can send it to Mike at roguemedianetwork.com. However you want to send it in, just send it in. Uh, also, 
Uh, the phone number, if you want to call and leave a message like these other folks have done, it is 254-271-4007. For those of you outside of this country, it's a plus one in front of that. 254-471-2007. No, sorry. 271-4007. Yeah. Call us and leave a message. And that's all I got this week. Uh, that is a That Ain't Right Friday. Um, tell them one more time where they can find us. You can find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at Man. gmail.com. That was a long or pause. Or B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H <laughs> on all social media. There you go. Yeah, you also, check out uh, uh, all the different shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. And uh, we'll see you again on Monday. Yep. Uh, and also, so if you are a fan of oh. Mike Judge, yeah, he has a show out right now. Oh, this is the NPR one, right? Uh, in the Know yeah. is what it's called. It's on Peacock. It's I kind haven't of like watched NPR it yet. spoof. But you said and they it was actually very good. interviewed because yeah. well, they actually interviewed. Like, uh, of course, everybody knows it's a joke kind of thing. Sure. It's almost in the same vein as. Uh, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast uh-huh. where they actually have actual celebrities or actual B-list or, like, or whatever you want like to call it. Cuck on they have Earth mics, that kind of They have stuff? Mike Tyson. Yeah, Cuck on Earth. They have yeah. Mike Tyson on an episode of In the Know. Oh, wow. And uh, that's what I liked about it is they got all these you know these high-profile people on there and it, it's a spoof. It's an NPR did ever, spoof. Did you ever watch the Mike Tyson cartoon that came on uh, yeah, it was uh, Cartoon Network? Yeah, on Adult Swim. Where they were... <laughs> Mike Tyson Mysteries? They were solving mysteries yeah, like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, so it's Scooby called Dude. Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, it was awesome. so good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his voice, too. It was, a it was British great, ghost right? that followed him around <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Yeah, it was reason. awesome. And he had all his pigeons and stuff. That yeah. was fantastic. Uh, and there's also one <laughs> called Praise Petey. Yeah. It only lasted one season. That's the one where she's the daughter of Satan or something, Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty funny though. She was these a New are, York socialite, yeah, is what it was. These are mostly. Um, uh, she inherits like this town from her dad called Newtopia when he passes away. These are mostly Mike Judge produced stuff. He's not necessarily directly involved. No, it's Bandera Entertainment it's stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about specifically. Yeah. This is all Bandera Entertainment. And there's stuff. a lot of stuff you're going to see come out of Bandera in the next yeah. couple of years. Uh, yeah, that's. The, uh, Praise PD is is one of them, yeah. and like I said, it only lasted. But uh, they have Exploding Kittens, which is coming this year. Oh, they're on they're Netflix. doing that. Yeah, it's coming oh, up on Netflix. That's cool. And they have some undated ones. Uh, they have one with Sacha Baron Cohen oh. uh, called Chelm, the smartest place on earth. Chelm. Uh, they have one called Best Buds, Common Side Effects, wow. Bad Crimes, and Dykes to Watch Out For. <laughs> Which okay. uh, I'm not gonna say. That's yeah. an actual comic strip. It's yeah. a representations of lesbians in popular culture okay. type. Uh, it's actually the earliest representation of lesbians in popular culture. It started in uh, the 80s. Wow. It ran from like 83 to 2008. So it's the creators of that, and he's gonna produce produce the show oh, that's for. Cool. Them, so. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it for us. Uh, we will see you again next time. Weeme Tanya. Weeme Tanya indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.